Luke chapter 66, third rail. The police went in front of the house, so the gang took off on their bikes across the back lawn, bumping down the grassy incline. They hauled their bikes over the stone wall, hopped back on, and streaked down the road. A four-wheel drive SUV shot out of a driveway with Shannon at the wheel. The car was like a tank, and wheels screeching it headed directly for them. Behind them, a police car turned down the road, speeding toward them. He's trying to head us off, March shouted. Woods, Jules cut her bicycle over to the opposite side of the road. With the screech of Shannon's brakes and the sound of a police car slamming into a stone wall crashing in their ears, they dropped their bikes and took off on foot through the woods. Keeping parallel to the road, they raced through people's backyards. They leaped over stone fences, dodged behind trees. They saw two cop cars streak by, lights revolving. As they approached the village, they heard the train whistle. We're going to have to make a run for it, March said. Now they ran flat out along the side of the road, lungs screaming with pain. They reached the village and swung down the last street as the train pulled into the station. Feet pounding, they made the platform and then jumped on just as the doors were closing. It took them five stops on the train to stop hyperventilating. I thought it was over, Darius said. So Izzy texts me, says Shannon's in the house. And Darius texts me back, Izzy said. He tells me to turn everything on, Max. Make the house go crazy. Brilliant. That was way too close, March said. We've probably got a million cops looking for us now. Six moonstones gets us nothing, Jules said. What about FX? March glanced at his phone. He must have checked it a hundred times today. Finally, there was a message from FX. March inhaled sharply. FX says he's tracked down the last moonstone, a heist in Barcelona, before the Amsterdam heist. FX said the method has Alfie all over it. He must have hid it somewhere. How about in the apartment, Izzy asked. We didn't get a chance to really search it. It's the only place. We've got to get back in, March agreed. We still have a key. That is if Oscar didn't change the locks. We can do it and still be in time to meet Grimstone tonight. Let's just hope we can engineer an easier exit. I remembered something about Oscar, Jewel said. When we practiced for the first heist, he already knew circus scripts. I wonder why. Well, that makes sense, Izzy said. I went through all his emails, and there was a solicitation from some circus camp in Canada. He went there when he was a teacher, a teenager. March felt Jules suddenly go still. He saw the conductor approaching. They'd already given their tickets. Was he just walking through? It seemed to March that he was checking them out, but trying to look like a man going through a routine. He went all the way to the end of the car. March twisted to watch him. The conductor spoke into a phone. Could be trouble, he spoke softly to Jules. This car is kind of crowded. Let's migrate. They casually walked down the aisle and into the next car. The next stop is 125th Street, Darius said. They could have cops waiting at the station. I know that station. All the platforms dump you at one main staircase. They could trap us easy. We can't give up now, Izzy said. We only have tonight. There's another way, Darius said, but you have to trust me. He hesitated. It's about my old man. The Somali pirate, March asked, or the nuclear scientist working on the secret government project. We don't have time for this, D. The real one, Darius said. His face was red. The messed up dude who took off to buy orange juice and never came back. He was a sand hog. Sand hog? He dug tunnels, worked on the big water tunnel in the Bronx, worked for the subway before he got hot fired, before he started leaving all the time. Not my point. He used to take me into the tunnels. Freaked out my mom, but he taught me tunnels, man. You think New York City is sitting on a rock? Nope, it's sitting on top of a honeycomb. 
So I propose we drop off the back side of the platform right onto the tracks. They won't be looking. If you follow me, you can't get hurt. What about the third rail, Izzy asked. If we travel alongside the wall, there's a space to hide when the train goes by if we move fast. Then we walk to the tunnel before the next train comes. In the tunnel, there's an abandoned platform at 96th Street. It has access to the street. You game? March looked back through the rectangle of window at the end of the car. Cops were moving down the aisle, weaving with the jerking motion of the train, their hands on their thick belts. We'd better be, he said. The train crossed the Harlem River, dark below the tracks, strings of headlights along the streets, rectangles of yellow in the buildings where where normal people were watching TV or eating dinner. March watched it all pass, his heart thumping. The train slowed as it approached the station. The police were halfway down the car. March was afraid to attract attention by moving, but they had to. We're not going to make it, he said in a low low tone. Next car. They passed through the next door. They were now on the last car. Jules's face was tight. She'd said nothing since the conductor passed them. You okay, March murmured. Sure. The door slammed. Two cops stood, their gaze sweeping the car. It stopped on the small cloud of people standing at the door. One of them nudged the other. They headed down the aisle. Chapter 67. Express Train of Death. The train slowed and lurched. People stood up to gather their jackets and tote bags and suitcases. The cops tried to push through the bottleneck to get to them. They had seconds. The platform held people dressed for a night out in the city. It also had two more police officers standing by the stairs, their eyes moving, sweeping along the windows. Darius pressed himself back against the plastic divider. Not good, he said. Suddenly, Izzy let out an ear-piercing scream. Rat! she cried. Ew! A woman next to them screamed. I think I saw it! People began to press behind them as the train slowed. When the doors opened, they were pushed out like a champagne cork. Rat! The woman shouted to the people waiting, who understandably hesitated to enter. Darius pushed through the crowd. The police officers were jogging toward the clump of passengers, their hands holding their batons still against their sides. Darius threaded through the crowd as the officers on the train muscled their way out. They moved behind him as he used the people as a screen to drop over the edge of the platform on the other side. Jewel slipped down easily and held up her hands for Izzy. Izzy dropped down. March gave a look backward. The police officers were looking over people's heads down the platform toward the stairs. One spoke into a walkie-talkie. He jumped off the platform onto the tracks. In the tunnel, they had a couple of small, powerful flashlights and the lights from their phones. Izzy came behind Darius, hanging onto his shirt. Jules brought up the rear. Best case scenario? We make it to the platform before the train comes, Darius said. The main thing here is not to get killed. Sounds reasonable, March said. Just don't step on the third rail. Which is that, Izzy asked. There. Don't worry. Southbound trains don't enter the tunnel on the right side track. They take the corner, sorry, the center or the left. Once, my pops had a party on the 59th Street platform. Got him fired, but it was a party. How much longer, Jules asked. I think I just really saw a rat, Izzy said. The ground rumbled under March's feet. Darius, I know, relax. It will be on the other track. Mark twi- March twisted around. The light was far in the distance. It was hard to tell, but they must have changed the routing since I did this, Darius said, squinting into the dark darkness. I think it's on this track. What do we do? Jules asked. The train's roar, th- train's roar thundered. 
The light suddenly illuminated the gray. Run! The ground was pitted and uneven. So easy to trip and fall, March thought, his foot sliding on the gravel. Their flashlight swung crazily. The train's hot breath filled the tunnel, pressing against his back, pushing him into the darkness. He could now feel the shuddering vibration of tons of moving steel on the tracks. He stopped to look behind him, hypnotized by the power. Darius took hold of his shirt collar and yanked him. You want to be track jam, he yelled. Come on. The roar was now deafening, but March couldn't plug his ears. He needed his hands to keep his balance as he followed Darius down the dull gleam of the tracks. He stumbled in a rut and almost fell, and the terror that shot through him almost knocked him down again. Darius pulled him forward toward the platform ahead. He boosted Izzy up in one strong move and then leaped up so he could extend a hand to Jules. She used it to vault herself up, hitting the platform and rolling. March could feel the moonstones in his pocket dragging him off balance. How was it possible? They were suddenly so heavy. His pack slid, pitching him to one side. He stumbled and fell to his knees. A horn blasted against his ears. The hot air pressed against his back. He saw Jules's hands reaching for him. He rose, but he couldn't get to her. The stones in his pocket kept him slow and clumsy. He wasn't going to make it. It's not a cliff in the dream. It's this. This is where I'm going to die.